everyone. Welcome to Please Ask Mickey podcast. This is the third episode. Um, this is a podcast for women um, and it's just about being real, like talking about um, th- what makes being a woman, what makes being a mum and just the real shit and the real the real business about it because um, I feel like we just don't discuss enough um, what it really means. Um, so this is where we discuss it. Um, I just thought I'd update everyone on my life because um, I'm obnoxious like that. And so I feel like everyone needs to know about every single thing that I'm doing. Um, if you don't care, just continue listening. So for starters, I got engaged on the weekend. I know. I'm just imagining everyone in their cars or like wherever, like walking, screaming in excitement. It was amazing. It was beautiful. I cried for like for like four days because it was just amazing. Um, so that was really exciting. Um, so announcement number two is that I'm also having another baby. Um, I know actually if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen when I did announce my um, engagement, I said that Chris hasn't impregnated me again, but I actually am a big fat liar because he absolutely did. He got in there and he put another bloody baby in my uterus and just like got it done and then he put a ring on. So Anyway, that's just an update on my life, just so like if we're discussing anything and all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, and anyway, my baby, and everyone's like, oh, random, I didn't know she was pregnant again. That's why. So today's episode I'm so excited about because I've got my really wonderful, beautiful friend um, Elle on the episode with me. Elle is a yoga teacher, she's also a natural therapist, and she's almost a psychotherapist as well. So if you're just like, so she knows shit, obviously. And she has an amazing, amazing story. Um, I met Elle oh, probably like oh, over a year ago now. And she's just one of those people that as soon as we met, we were like, I felt like I'd known her my whole life and we just got along instantly. And I just felt like, yeah, we'd known each other forever. She's just amazing. She's wise beyond her years And she just has so many amazing things to share with us today. Um, So welcome, Elle. Hi, darling. Thanks for having me here. I'm so excited. Um, Obviously, I love you so much. So this is really exciting for me to be able to have you on the podcast with me. So wonderful. And congratulations. Ah, thank you. I know. I feel like there's just... Baby number two. I need to just stop announcing things because I think people are like done with it. They're like... Oh no, I'm not done with it. I when I I bawled at your Instagram story about your engagement. Oh my I was, god! I was like sitting there crying. My partner was like, "What are you crying about?" I'm like, Nikki got engaged. Oh, you have? Can you imagine how much I was crying? Poor oh. Chris was like sitting there on one knee, just like waiting for a response for like ten minutes because I was just bawling. He's like, "So is that a yes or like are you crying because you want to tell me no?" Um, wasn't. So I'm so excited to talk to you today because I I called you, well, I messaged you the other day and I was like, I, I literally need you on. I have, I know what we need to discuss and I know you're the, pers- uh, the perfect person to discuss it. Um, so feminine energy, like just being a woman and I, like it's so, it's so happening right now and I feel like people are really awakening, awakening to what um, the feminine energy and the feminine power is. So yeah. 
Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Tell us more. Well, for starters, if there's anything that I missed um, about describing you, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Please feel free to mention that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll go into a little bit when you you mentioned that I was a natural therapist. So I work, um, I do a lot of work with energetics. Yeah. um, And the subtle body, as well as obviously working with the physical body in yoga, et cetera. Um, so, and then with my psychotherapy, I basically want to bridge kind of evidence-based practice as a psychotherapist with, um, with this kind of natural healing modalities as well. So like so, woo-woo meets science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> woo-woo that. meets science. That's <laughs> totally it. Um, I feel like there's so much more potential there that hasn't really been, um, too looked into. Totally. So... Yeah, but feminine power, it is something that's, um, it's something that is definitely rising at the moment. We've had a crazy couple of years, I think. Um, we've got the Me Too movement that's come out. You know, we've had all of these, you know, issues within Hollywood, all of this um, kind of malpractice and abuse coming out in Hollywood. Mm. We've had... I think the thing is that what I feel like is changing so much is that women are banding together. Yes. So, yeah, we used to have, you know, these feminine, the feminists in like the 70s and the 80s and they were really full on. Yeah. Even prior to that with the suffragettes. And they were kind of on the fringes of society. You know, they were the ones out rallying, but not your average woman was really rallying. Mm. And now we're at a time where I feel like there is this, this intense energy where all women are coming together from all walks of life to say that we've, we've kind of had enough and we're ready to kind of step into our full potential. Yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah, as you said, mm. it's like, yeah, not the, not the kind of, not the freaks, but like not the, the weirdos that people aren't really going to actually take in anything that they yeah. say. It's like actual people in power um, and people yeah. that already have like quite a, um influential voice that are finally mm-hmm. starting to like say like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, really just really influential people. Um, I'm so in love with New Zealand's Prime Minister. <gasps> Me too. I literally <laughs> just reposted something she did this morning. She's unreal. She is. She's absolutely unreal. And I think what I also love about that is that the world is accepting that as well, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be those who are like, no. But, you know, she's – and this is, what, this is why the world is changing. The feminine is becoming so much more prominent. Mm. So it's exciting. And the yogic scriptures said this. This is what I really love about it, being a yogi. Uh-huh. Is that, yeah. So I'm going to get a bit woo on you now. Oh, you know I love woo. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so uh, we're woo girls. Total woo girls. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the yogic scripture says that the time that we are in now is traditionally it's called like the, the cycle we're in now is called the Kali Yuga mm-hmm. and it's a time of kind of materialism, um, you know, patriarchy. It's a time that we're very separated from, say, source. We're very um, separated from community. It's all about money. It's all about, you know, industry, et cetera, et cetera. But 
they say that around this time it was kind of predicted that we're on the edge of what they know as golden consciousness. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah, and golden consciousness is this idea of where these beautiful feminine principles of intuition, of community, of connecting to the Mother Earth, you know, connecting and really uh, valuing the mother in society Mm. as well, that is all becoming, you know, becoming, um, you know, more prominent. So I think that's really cool. I have hope for that. Like, <laughs> Oh, you and me both. And it, like, it really, as you said, it is really, really happening. Um, I've actually got two things. So the first, I'd like, I'd love for you to, I'll probably talk about the other thing later if I can remember it. Um, <laughs> like for me, I only really learnt the difference and like between the masculine and feminine energy mm. um, a few years ago. And when we say like masculine, feminine energy, it's not male and female. It's no. that's a complete. It has nothing to do with genitals. It has nothing <laughs> to do with whether you've got like a P or a V or a, like the titties or no titties or whatever. <laughs> It's about, like, you can be, you know, you can have a a P, but, you know, be, like, all about, you know, have prominent feminine energy or the other way around or whatever. Yeah. Can you explain to us the difference between, like, the qualities of a masculine energy and a feminine energy? Feminine energy. Yeah, beautiful. So, um, ideally, as they say, as a woman, ideally... um, you can learn how to balance these energies within yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And the same with men. Normally women are going to have a little more feminine energy um, and men masculine. Mm. But what basically, so the feminine energy is like yin and yang, feminine being yin, masculine being yang. Mm. Now the yin kind of qualities, you're looking Yin, very much like moon, if you're looking for a, like a symbol, it's the moon. Yeah. Um, intuition is these qualities of softness, watery, emotional, um, really connected to like the earth and the kind of this realm, this kind of physical realm, um, very cyclic as well. So mm. you can see like yin energy and like the way that, Know, autumn's herald in and winter, etc. Yin energy in the feminine cycle as well, like the um, our periods. They're yeah. obviously cyclic, so very much a lot of yin energy there. And then masculine. Um, oh, another thing with the feminine, they often say like the word soul is oh, associated. Yeah, and then with the masculine, it's the word spirit. Mm. And spirit is then so that masculine's in the sun. Yeah. So you're thinking that. At, that kind of action, that yeah. warm action energy, um, getting things done, really yeah. active. Um, it's also an energy of kind of logic. So like yeah. while feminine's intuition, it's like using, you know, it's logic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's kind of while women or while, sorry, the yin is the nurturing, the male is the protector, masculine's the protector. Totally. So we do step in to these different energies. We do have a different balance depending on the day. I think, you know, if we're, you know, running a business, often we can actually be very masculine Mm. because we're getting all of these things done to, you know, 
to keep our business afloat and to to exist within this world that is largely masculine yeah. at the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's a really interesting thing. I was someone who was I have always been kind of quite, I guess, masculine. Um, not to say when I say that, not in the way that I look, but I was always someone who was striving and a lot of action and not a lot of nurturing. And I was always the one who kind of was a protector within my family. Um, yeah, oh, same yeah, you, can, you can totally resonate <laughs> well, with that. Do you reckon <laughs> that like, because we live in such a, a masculine world and we, and we really do need, because like it is a man's world really at the it moment. Is. It has been. Yeah. And so as women, I feel like we've really, um, we've been unable to nurture that feminine uh, energy mm. because we've had to keep up with the masculine energy because we're living in a masculine world. So we really have to step into that masculine and be in that masculine. And, you know, everyone's talking about hustling and like it's yeah. everything's moving so fast, thinking about the future, making money, doing all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you feel like when you step into that natural feminine energy, which is just like the slowing down and the feeling and, you know, women um, change their mind all the time. And like that is, you know, a really uh, <laughs> amazing, like, re- uh, yeah. yeah, that's like a really amazing thing. Mad, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're like insane. We're No, <laughs> but, um, but we feel like we can't be in that so we've like stepped really into this masculine yeah yeah absolutely I feel like we're suffering because Mm. of it and like we're starting like I I don't know whether you agree with me with this but I feel like you know we've got so many problems with things like infertility and Mm -hmm. endometriosis and polycystic ovaries and all these things that are just so womb related and like reproductive system related that like stupid amounts of women like more than not are suffering from and I feel like that's almost that um that neglect yeah Yeah. that neglect of the feminine energy Mm mm-hmm I I would, you know, I would definitely agree with that. You see a lot of um, women like within kind of natural therapies, so within energetics, et cetera, you see women who come through who have experienced some sort of abuse mm. or they've grown up in a family that doesn't really nurture feminine um, principles. And you see, or particularly, you know, even women who... Um, can even be very like highly athletic, doing a lot of yang energy yeah, things. Right. Um, who come through and they've got, you know, either irregular periods. I mean, some women can can't yeah have endometriosis. That's no something that no yeah no period at all. Like it's we also I I definitely think that that's um, like what you're saying. I 100 percent agree with, and I think we're also we've lived in a world where logic is so important and intuition is really kind of poo-pooed as like woo-woo essentially. Yeah, like, so true. So what happens is that women, you know, your cycle begin, like, becomes something that's really annoying. It's something mm. that it's treated in that way that the energy that's directed towards your womb is like frustration mm-hmm. and annoyance. So um, true. Yeah, and so I think that also can like, you know, can create these imbalances within our the, cycle, within our womb. And there's so much shame 
around mm-hmm. periods and just yeah. anything to do with, you know, women's cycles. Like, that's mm-hmm. it blows my mind. And I grew up in a family of all girls, so there was less shame around it because we were all just like, you know, there was like four million tampons in the house at one time <laughs> yeah. and it was like you got some blood in your dress and it's like not a big deal, but, you know, you get it into school. And I remember like mm-hmm. I would I would have my period and I would be fucking terrified like all day every single time I'd stand up I'd get one of my friends I'd be like check my dress check my dress check my dress like the thought of a guy seeing blood on my dress made me want to actually fucking die I was like that would I would like let the world swallow me up if that happened yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) I um I was known at school it was a great time I got my first period ever on aquatic camp oh my god yeah The worst. <gasps> and like while nothing was ever visible, it was well known oh, that I had to go home from camp because that's when I got my period. Oh my god. And your rags? You, everyone yeah. caught it your rags. Yeah. I got I got mine the first time, um, kind of similar ish situation. Um, at a birthday party when I was twelve at Wet and Wild. And so I had to, and my mum wasn't there, um, obviously, and I had to, like, try and put a tampon in for the first time ever, like, straight off the bat, straight into a tampy. And I was, like, so frigid, so nothing had ever been near my flower. Like, I I was a good Christian girl. Like, I had a purity ring. Um, and I just remember being in the bathrooms of Wet and Wild and the girls, like some of the girls with big sisters, cause I was older than my friend. So I was like the first to get it. So the girls with big sisters were like, my sister says to like, push it towards your back. Like, just like get it. like oh, try and, no. and I'm like literally feeling as though I'm, you know, just popping my cherry for the first time and just oh. like how on earth do people, you know, get a tampon up here? I mean, now I've had a baby come out. I'm like, you can literally fit anything up there. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's basically like like a Mary Poppins bag. Yeah. <laughs> but back then I was like, oh my god, this tiny little tampon is going to break me in half. Yeah. I know, I know, and I think like from Lowe's memories, like I, it took me a good year to live that down at school. <gasps> I and, Yeah, and I just was so ashamed. It was so annoying. It ruined like as far as I was concerned, it was ruining my life yeah like and then you know at 16 I got put straight on the pill until I was around 22 and so then you know I don't know if many people know but when you have a a period when you're on the pill that's not actually a period you're not actually cycling that's a breakthrough bleed yeah it's like completely pretend yeah it's pretend so essentially from age 15 to 22 you know I never never had healthy normal cycle and then I have taken you know from that age to now 27 to try to get my body back to normal to even be able to be you know fertile so that story is so like it's almost at the point where I'm like sick of hearing it you know not because it's like you don't want to hear it but because it's just like so upsetting that it's so many Mm -hmm. people they're like I wish I never went on the pill I wish like and because not only is it the physical side of like your body literally being denied of doing what it's naturally supposed to do, yeah, but it's almost like you telling yourself and you telling your body 
that that is embarrassing, that you yeah. can't have your period. Period is bad. Like menstruating is bad. Being a woman is bad. Yeah. And you, you do then go back like back to my woo-woo, back to my energetics. You look at what that creates and not mm. even energetics, what that what, like that wiring creates in your own mind. Yeah, so true. It's, um, it's, a really, it's really damaging. And I feel that I'm excited about this movement of women. You see all over Instagram, like, talking about their menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm like, yeah, like, we're not, and we're all kind of going like, okay, cool, yeah, I use a menstrual cup. Yeah. And we, we talk about it with our friends. And, yeah. and it's, you know, oh, like, even my friend and I were talking about the other day, like, oh, I bleed on, you know, she was like, I bleed on the new moon. That's awesome to know that. We even know now that the moon affects our cycles, and that's a scientific fact. Like, that's yeah. not a woo not coming out of woo-woo land. Um, <laughs> well, none and, of it's really coming out of woo-woo land. It's all coming well, out of real-life land, but... <laughs> yeah, it's all... That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like to, I like to put that label on it to just soften the blow. Yeah, all, yeah. It's, it's kind of a reality. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and so like even there's yeah this kind of really big awakening around around how our menstrual cycles also affect our energy, how it affects um you know what kind of where we are in the cycle, what we should be doing, what we should be eating. Mm-hmm. I'm reading an amazing book about what we should be eating through how each area of our cycle. What's that book? That. It's called uh, Woman Code. Yeah, right. And by Lisa. Vicky or Vicky, and she is honestly, I, I highly recommend it to women. You can also get her app on your phone. Oh. And that's where you track where you're at. And in each kind of day, there's new recommendations, like what you should be doing, what exercise you should be doing. Oh, no way. Okay, everyone yeah. write this down. That's amazing. Yeah. Damn it. I'm, code I'm and pregnant now, so I'm not even going to get my yeah. period. How annoying. <laughs> <laughs> How annoying. You're growing a baby. Yeah, I How know. Annoying. How very convenient timing. <laughs> yeah. um, and the app is called My Flow. My Flow. Okay. I'm going to write that down and put it in the um, show notes, everyone, so <laughs> you can yeah. find it. Yeah. I love that people actually, because there are a lot of apps now where you can track your period. I only literally just started doing it. Um, when I finally got my period back after having my daughter. Um, And so I only had my period for, when did I fall pregnant? Like seven months, seven or eight months um, before I fell pregnant again. And I was so excited because when I was um, pregnant and when I didn't, because I didn't get my period back for over a year after having Maddie. Okay, wow. Yeah, I know. It was kind of like... Like, just because, you know, of the society we've grown up in, I was like, fuck yeah, I don't have my period. Like, this is so great. How good's this? Like, my body was like, because I was just breastfeeding so heavily and my body was like, we cannot make another baby because you will die because, like, <laughs> your current child is sucking the fucking life out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, radio, that's fine. Um, but I was like, oh, I can't wait to get my period back again because I'd been reading all this stuff and like, cause I was reading all these books and listening to all these podcasts where women were like talking about just actually learning about their body, learning about their cycle, learning about, um, what it means. And like, you can learn so much about yourself from your yeah. cycle, like about oh. your health, about everything. Like it's unreal. Absolutely. And I think um, 
I think it's a really important coming, like just putting on my psychotherapy hat now. Mm. I actually think it's a really important thing to track where you are in your cycle um, and track your mood because yeah. I was finding myself, I would be kind of falling into this little black hole. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, for a long time, didn't track, didn't track when I did that. I would just fall into it and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm really, really suffering here. And now knowing that that was kind of falling on the same day every month, and obviously mm-hmm. that was an edge rock in my hormones as I moved towards having my period. Yeah. And so I can kind of go like, all right, cool, it's one day. Yeah, so and I'm not broken. Yeah. And I'm not broken. There's nothing this wrong with just, me. Yeah, this is what, what's happening. And then you also yeah. from that learn how to support like your brain health through good fats on that day, you know, taking even like fish oil or some mm. sort of omega. Yeah, and it has really improved. And I think, you know, then I have obviously other times where I feel a little more anxious. Yeah. and. I can kind of create, I've created a bit of a pattern. I literally have a graph. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I got a bit, I got a bit intellectual and created a graph. (laughs) Just so it is, it's something that I I recognize instead of you go through these mood swings or you go through these, yeah, kind of moods and, Mm. you know, you get overwhelmed by them. It kind of lessens that. Yeah, not like instead of feeling like, um, there's something wrong with you or you're broken or you've got like some sort of problem. Mm. Like that's just, that's just actually part of the blessing of being a woman. And like, you know, those, those moments where you feel, um, you feel low and you let those emotions out, like that is part of being a woman, like feeling. And really like when you're in those moments, you learn so much about yourself and you like when you um, learn to really, appreciate those times like I know for me I did a similar thing like recognize those days where I just am like feeling overwhelmed or feeling low for whatever reason and instead of denying it and getting angry at myself for feeling that way and thinking that it's wrong to feel that way I'm like all right Mm. let's go into it like let's just feel it let's feel everything let's get to the crux of why I'm feeling this yeah because yeah. you learn so much and then you come out of it and you feel so much better for it. And it's the, the kind of free-flowing emotion is mm. what is kind of where it, it's at. I love this quote um, from Gita Bellin. She's a psychotherapist and she writes that the fastest way to freedom is to feel your feelings. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. It, once you start yeah. doing that, it truly is like you you feel so Free. free like instead yeah. of denying your feelings and mm. yeah it's amazing you re- you yeah. recognize um that every feeling is important that it's there for a reason it's there to teach you something yeah yeah every it's a, it's yes that's the big i just say yes to that because <laughs> that's the big part of um of kind of i guess in in some ways it is a big part of of therapy is getting Mm. people to feel getting them to learn that that feeling isn't just there to ruin their world totally just feel it completely there's a freedom on the other side of that but there's also a lesson there's also something that they can glean from that yeah i absolutely agree with you so much yeah yeah so it's um 
it's interesting, and I think bringing it back to the feminine, that's what the feminine is heralding in, is this ability to be very open, be very vulnerable with our emotional state. Mm. Um, we're even seeing the way that, you know, looking at mental health, how mental health is spoken about, a lot more, you know, people are happy to be a lot more open yeah. with their mental health to say, like, yeah, hey, like, I've, I've had bouts of depression, I've worked through some anxiety, maybe it will rear its head again, but this is where I'm at. Yeah, totally. And I feel like it's because, one, I feel like we have a lot of access to share our lives with social media. That's really true. But, yeah, it is this rise of this kind of this change, this rise of feminine. Well, that's actually so true because that was another thing I was going to um, say to you because, like, mm. the that, that feminine energy also I feel um, is oppressed in men as well like especially Mm. you know they feel that they can't Mm -hmm. like they have to be that masculine um you know nothing bothers me I'm never sad like I you know men don't cry men don't you know all that kind of thing that whole stigma is cause it because like there's more there's a higher suicide rate in men than there is in women because at least women we feel um that we can talk about it although you know it's like you know being pussy like a woman or whatever it is, you know, like I'm not going to be like a fucking girl and just cry about it. Yeah. Like yeah. That, how nice is that? Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, true, it's denied throughout mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think um, I, it's kind of a vicious cycle, I guess. Like we as women sometimes don't share as much as we need to share with our partners because yeah. we're worried that they can't hold our emotions. And because we don't share, then our partners feel like, they can't open up to us. Yeah. Um, and men definitely have suffered from... So when I say, like, the patriarchy, I'm not talking about men, right? I'm talking yeah. about a social construct. Yeah, yeah totally. So I think that men have definitely suffered because they're, you know, they can't be open. They can't be free with mm-hmm. how... You know, and particularly in our culture, there are cultures where men are quite open. Um, A lot of, like, Mediterranean cultures, for example, um, and that's been general, Mm. like, generalizing. You know, generally there's a lot more, like, um, physical contact of just hugging and kissing and and also, like, crying. That tends to be something that is seen to be, like, more accepted in Mediterranean cultures, for example. So... But I do feel that very much so um, this rise or this openness, this vulnerable kind of time that is being heralded in is going to be beneficial for men, definitely. Oh, totally. I feel like it's yeah. just going to be beneficial for everyone. For the world, for the earth, because suddenly we're actually looking at our earth and going, mm. oh, yeah, we ignored that for a good time and now she's really suffering. So, <laughs> and now yeah. we're going to turn into a floating iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> By <Pretty> Tasmania. Yeah. <laughs> See you never. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, we're not going to have anywhere. We're all going to be living on boats. <laughs> yeah, or Mars either. Yeah, so, so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that's um, – and I do, I like to theorize and I like to have this idea that this, this energy is actually rising from the earth mm. to influence us, that like Mother Earth is influencing us to be like, okay, so it's not just a, a kind of an energy that's in the ether, mm-hmm. but it's like Mother Earth is starting to go like, all right, I need a hand. 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, yeah, as the mother, I guess she's like, we've always looked so far outside of um, exactly where we are really. Like, you know, we don't, we don't haven't even really even recognized her and her importance. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's... yeah. Sorry, who got on? Oh, I was go- just going to say, like, and she's just, you know, chilling there going like, you know, all your problems could literally go away if you just took notice of me. Yeah. <laughs> and learned something from me. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. And I think that it's the mother, like, looking at the earth as symbolism for how we kind of can treat the mother figure or the women in the world mm. is really interesting. Um, I literally have just written a paper on this. <laughs> like, oh, my God, really? I can, Amazing. I can talk about it a little <gasps> bit, but that won't bore you too much. But basically, over you know, over the last couple of hundred years, and even before that, it was we take and take and take from the women. You know, they're constantly, yes. you know, they're big families, they're really big families. Um, women are constantly doing everything. They're giving, 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 mm-hmm. and not receiving much anymore uh, or at all. And then... What's happening is we look at the earth, we've done the same thing, we've just continually, like, taken. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, and then now the earth is is suffering and our women have suffered and we've hit a point where the earth and women have both gone no more. Totally. We're like, we can't even make babies anymore. Like, our bodies are, like, going, nah, done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. And then, yeah, oh, we can yeah. tie that back into the all of the endometriosis, the PCOS, all of that. Oh, so, my God. Fascinating. That is really, really fascinating. I love yeah. that. Yeah, because I was actually listening to something the other day talking about that same thing, how like women, and it's so interesting because, you know, women have always been seen as the givers. They give, they give, they give, they give, they give. But yeah. interestingly enough, like even biologically, the women, the, like, to actually be able to reproduce and for this, like, for this human race to continue, the woman has to be the receiver. The woman mm. has to receive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we aren't the one going around flopping our dick out, spurting jizz everywhere and, like, making <laughs> babies. We're like, you want to get in this? Like, yeah. treat me like a lady and then you can get in here and then we can make some babies and keep the world going. Yeah. Yeah, and women don't, you know, we're not very, we're not very good at receiving, generally no. speaking. Oh, my God, so bad. Yeah, so, you know, receiving anything, compliments, mm-hmm. receiving in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, receiving, like, we just tend help. to, yeah, I think we also have, yeah, receiving help. That's a big thing for, for women to ask for, I think. Mm. Um, so it is a really, I think, Generally, we're at a point where we are beginning to recognize our worth. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I was actually thinking because, like, you know, this is really starting to rise. And I think, like, a lot of, like, our generation especially are sort of really starting to speak up um, because I think as children we, like, we're realizing the consequences from you know, how we were treated as children or how, like, women were treated as when we were younger and we, we can see what that's done and we mm-hmm. do not want the same for our kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I know, like, you know, as a mother of a, a girl, oh, I, like, I said to um, Chris, I was like, in this household, period, menstrual cycles, all of that, like there is nothing that is un- that is not spoken about. There is nothing, there is no shame when our, ch- when our girls or, you know, get their um, periods, it is going to be a celebration. It is going yeah. to be something that we celebrate. It's going to be something that we explore together and you are not um, – you and not not going to be a part of it you know like it's just as important for maddie to know that you know daddy is there to talk to about it as well that it's not just mum like you know it's not Mm -hmm. something we talk about with men yeah and i think that is that's really important i actually had a conversation with um one of my my ex-partners actually it was and i said Mm. you know with if we have children i want you to hug them You need to show them that it is that something a healthy man hugs you, like a healthy man hugs children. Absolutely, you, you, a healthy father, and a healthy father figure can give love. Yeah, totally. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, and we, we all have our various woundings, and we come from. I mean, we're in a generation probably. I know that my parents, for example, were still very ingrained into some kind of patriarchal ways of living because mm-hmm. that was the norm and my parents were very good at, at following the norm because that's what they did, you know, in yep. country town and that's fine. They're wonderful people. If they ever listen to this podcast, I love you guys. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, so my dad wasn't someone who was very openly emotional at all, didn't really hug, didn't really give... Um, give much in terms of like I always knew he loved me yeah. but it was never shown and yeah. I think that can create like for any children boy or girl it can create like a little bit of um a distortion mm. of what you know of what love is and what yeah so very interesting that you said that about yeah about demanding to Chris. <laughs> yeah, it just like it really is like we're just um we're just realizing the necessity of of that feminine energy. Like realizing yeah. the necessity of feeling, the necessity of intuition, the necessity of like being in the now and mm-hmm. and like the power over the strength and the um yeah, like the feelings over the logic and just how much of a difference that can make and like it's not about um, like, you know, doing it globally or anything like that. All it is like is literally about how you treat the people in your life and treat your children. And mm-hmm. by doing that, we can literally change like this next generation and how yeah. they grow up and how they treat each other and how they see the world. And yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's, you know, there's also that really big, um, the way that we raise our sons is really important as well. You oh, what's that? Our sons. Oh, our sons. I thought you said yeah. um, funds. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a different turn. Yeah. Um, oh, sons. That's, yeah, even like more important almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're raising, you know, we're raising the men of the future. And, mm. and they have such an important role to play. I think, you know, we've talked a lot about women. And I think that's wonderful. But men, healthy, actualized men. Uh, yeah, so essential for this world. 
like so obviously true. with reproduction, but like yeah, we do need their creating, willies. Yeah, we do need their willies. <laughs> um, but creating a world that um, is nourishing for all of us, you mm. know, creating some really drastic change. We need men. They're naturally really logic. Their their logic is incredible. Mm-hmm. They're naturally, you know, driven. That yeah. When they're healthy, those energies move through them really easily, and we need that. So, yeah, yeah it's, but it's an exciting time. We live in an exciting time. Yeah, I, I see. I absolutely agree with you. When people are like, oh, this world is horrible and there's so much awful stuff going on, I'm like, God, you're, are you in the same world that I am? Because, like, okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. I feel like there's so much good shit going on. Mm-hmm. And stuff has to break apart and break down yeah. and then be transformed. Oh, absolutely. That's mm. like, that gets me more excited than anything is when shit's going down, I'm like, fuck yeah. I cannot wait to see, like, what this yeah. stirs in people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why these movements, these movements with women, whether it's me too, I know that there's been some criticism about it, but, you know, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is a lot of gold to it as well. Yeah. You know, these movements are just so important because they're breaking down old systems. Yeah. That Harvey Weinstein, the, Weinstein, something, the guy who was in... um. In a, he's a director, oh, and yes. he had assaulted all of these celebrities, and they finally were like, "Nah, and stand up." I mean, like that has to fall apart. That's a highly patriarchal system, highly patriarchal industry, and it's falling apart. Yeah, and because women have been so scared, like I know, mm-hmm. oh, I can guarantee just about every single woman in this world has been. Either like you know molested, abused, um, tr- like you know sexually, mm-hmm. you know treated horribly, and has never said a thing. Because I know thing. I have. Like, yeah, absolutely. But no way would you ever tell anyone because you sit there going, "Oh, but it was my fault." You know, like I, I mm-hmm. should have been stronger. I should have said something. Like I should, you know, I shouldn't have been so drunk. Or I shouldn't have been this. Like and. It's my fault. It's not theirs. I can't say anything because it's going to come back to me. Yeah, yeah, and it it that's I think the, you know the, I guess the system or like the the men who do the abuse re, like relies on us being scared. Yeah, totally. But we can't. We're not scared when we're together. Yeah, totally. And that's the beautiful thing is that women are. Yeah, women are just standing together and they're going like you know even women like I'm not someone to normally um, kind of share my experiences are online. Like, that's just not really me. I kind of, I don't know, I'm a little bit different to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I never do that. Like, I've never used... I've never shared my... <laughs> I never share anything. I'm not an oversharer at all. No <laughs> so, way. But I, you know, I kind of was like, actually, you know what? I feel like I want to contribute to this. I want to be part of this history. So this is history being made. Yeah, Totally. So, yeah. And there's so yeah. much power in it. Like mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it's just like literally just like letting the dragon out and it's like this is fucking me. Like this is who I am. Love yep. me or hate me. Like this is just the reality of life. Like I'm gonna stop pretending. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's um I feel the very much so that we are on the forefront of it. Like the the mm. women this age group. Particularly, you know, women um, 
like through their 20s. I mean, we can't even imagine the world that we'll be looking at in our 60s. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to see what it looks like. I'm so excited. I think we're going to have to take some really huge leaps environmentally. Yeah. We're going to have to make some really big decisions to to do with our environment. But, you know, in terms of where we can be at, I feel like we're nearly moving towards where it's like a society of matriarchs. Mm. you know, of women holding society together. Yeah, totally. Mm. And I love what you said before, like, about how we're starting to band together. And Mm. that, to me, like, just about every single podcast I've done so far or, like, everything that I pretty much talk about, it's just about women, like, it all comes down to women supporting women, like a space where there's no judgment, there's Mm -hmm. no putting down other women like there's no you know stepping on everyone else just to get to make yourself feel better or anything like that like because that is going to be the thing that hurts us like the thing that is just going to um literally benefit our future generations is supporting one another yeah doesn't matter what it is like just support each other absolutely with no judgment And I think, yeah, sometimes our worst enemies in history have been women. Yeah. Like women have been our own worst enemies. Like we love to, you know, sometimes put the blame onto men. But, you know, in every situation I kind of think of like, where was the other women in that? Yeah. Where were they? Yeah. Who was backing her up? So I think, you know, when women come together, when they share, when they can be really vulnerable, really Mm -hmm. open, women's circles are really beautiful for this. Totally. Um, Magic happens, and you know what? Like, I absolutely adore and love my boyfriend. He's an amazing human. Yeah. But when I can sit with other women, sometimes I just go, I need to sit with other women. I need to be with other women. Totally. There is a real nourishing, like, you just feel so nurtured and nourished. Yeah. If you're in the right kind of conversation, Mm. you're not going to feel worn out by that. No way. Yeah, you feel, like, rejuvenated, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How yeah. I feel with you, girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Me too. I absolutely <laughs> agree. That's why we got along like literally BFFLs straight off the bat. Yeah, and I tried to steal your baby, that too. But <laughs> Oh, you can steal absolutely whenever you want. <laughs> I'm like, that invitation goes out to everyone. No. <laughs> yeah. Just anyone. Most people. Yeah. Just like yeah. send me your blue card first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, I've absolutely loved this conversation so me much. Um. I'm just trying to think where there's anything else we need to think. I'm like just looking at the time and I'm like, oh, yes, God, we have spoken for a while. So funny <laughs> when we first like were discussing how long these podcasts were going to go for, my producers were like, oh, yeah, probably like 20 minutes is pretty good. Started doing them and like literally just at least 58 minutes like and they're yeah. like, yeah, I just feel like you're just you're a bit of a talker. Like I feel like 20 minutes is just not even going to touch the surface no. I'm like, God, no. I feel like I get nothing done in 20 minutes. You get women chatting together and you want to give them 20 minutes? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That's exactly right. Like oh, maybe cool. like guys, you know, podcast 20 minutes, yeah. they're like, and that's all I have to say. Yeah. I'm like, I never have enough to say. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's never it. done. My, my boyfriend just sits there and nods. Yeah, yeah Chris like, actually said to me one time, he's like, Okay, just full disclosure. I love you, but probably about ninety-eight percent of the time you talk, I actually am not taking anything in. 
I'm like, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care. I just want to talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I actually don't give a shit. Like, I could be talking to a doll. Um, I don't care. I talk to myself. I don't even need you there. Like, I'll talk to anybody. I talk to my one-year-old. She's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm only one. There's just too, there's too many problems for me to take on. Like, yeah. I can't emotionally deal with this. You're going to be dealing with this later. Like, I'm going to be rocking back and forth in, like, a psychologist lounge because you just, like, dump all of your issues on me. <laughs> She's like, I take in more than you realise. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you leave us with maybe like one bit of advice, like as like woman to women, what is one piece of advice that you can um, give us? I think um, one piece of advice. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I feel that it is really important to carve out even five minutes of your day and when I say meditation, I think it scares a lot of people, right? People are like, oh, gosh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. But even set five minutes, maybe journaling, maybe you just watch the sun go down on your own mm. without a child, like, crawling up your back. Oh, my God, if so you annoying. can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just have some time that you can use for contemplation. Mm. Um, it really, what it does to our brain, I mean, it's, it's a really beneficial uh, practice for our brain health, um, yeah. but it's also really beneficial for nervous systems, for our relationships to ourselves, for our relationships mm. to others. Um, because what we do is we then allow ourselves to feel, if we've been holding back, we can use that time to feel what we need to feel about the day or to process something about the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we use that time to, you know, to kind of just check in and be with ourselves. Being with ourselves. Oh, I absolutely, yeah, I agree with you a million percent on that. Yeah, yeah. So that would be mine. I, I love, I love my meditation time. I love mm, my contemplation time. Um, and I think that since introducing a lot of these practices within my life, I felt so much more well. Yeah. Oh, so, I, yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It literally. I, I also like to touch on that. I feel like when I have, because I try and do that every single day, oh, it's a bit hard with the yeah. toddler, but where yeah. I can, like normally it's before I go to bed. And I feel like you also, in that moment of just like sitting and just instead of thinking about all the things that you have to do and just recognizing the day and recognizing yourself and all that kind of stuff, you really mm. fall naturally into just this state of gratefulness as well. Yeah. Because you just recognize just how um, lucky you truly are. And we really are. Like anyone that is living, you know, we're in Australia, but wherever you are, if you you have the ability to listen to this, you are blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We are. We are beyond blessed. Yeah. When we do these contemplative practices, we kind of gain some perspective, right? Like, yeah, totally. Go, okay, maybe the fact that I just rear-ended someone today wasn't the worst thing that happened because we're both safe. Yeah, yeah. I've got a car. Like, I've got yeah. Yeah, I've got a car to rear-end someone in. Yes, yeah. so. <laughs> I'll go rear-end <laughs> as many people happen. as I can. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen to me recently at all. Oh, did it? So, no, it did. Oh my god, did. it's so horrible when it happens. <laughs> I've did. I went through a stage like when I was a bit younger. And like just completely just shit at driving. <laughs> I rear-ended like and got rear-ended about four times within two years and I oh popped 
and I popped four tyres within three months. My grandfather was like, that's on you. Like, you're clearly just like absolutely butt-humping gutters. Like, (laughs) I was like, okay, very cool. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, Well, thank you so, so much, beautiful, for coming on to my show. I really, really appreciate it. And, oh, that was just such a wonderful discussion. And I feel like so many women are going to get so much out of that. Um, And just, like, I hope everyone's just feeling, like, fucking, like, amped. Like, yes, I'm just going to go out there and just, like, change the (laughs) world. I'm a woman. I'm just going to, like, demand respect and... Um, and like a head job and like all this, like, you know, like get home and be like on your knees, bitch. Um, (laughs) or not like whatever, but, (laughs) um, so just so people can find you because they're going to want to after listening to you speak, um, I'll put it all in the show notes, but just in case no one looks at the show notes, um, and they're like driving or something, can you let everyone know what your like Instagram handle is and your website and all that kind of stuff? Beautiful. So um, my website is Anandi Therapies. Um, Anandi is A-N-A-N-D-I. And then Instagram is L.Anandi, A-N-A-N-D-I. That's me. And L is E-double-L-E, just in case anyone's trying to spell it any other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Everyone can go and stalk you, you now. Um, yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> you like stalk me as much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Buy all of my things. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Elle. It was so lovely thank to you, talk darling. to you. I can't it wait to so see good. you soon, hopefully. Yeah. We will see each other soon, darling. Yeah. Okay. We'll love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now I need to figure out how to hang up. I'm Scotty. Are you still there? Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, am I going? Do I actually go now? <laughs> you can hang up if you want. I'm like, I'm just going to like text my producer and be like, can you come hang up the phone for me? I don't know how to do it. <laughs> All right, darling. I will see you soon. I love okay, you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Right, bye. Fleas Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted, and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au. Listener.